Welcome back to the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast with me, your host, Laura Royal, founder of DNA Coach. And in this episode, we're at number 13, can you believe it? I'll be discussing how to develop a resilient mindset. Now, during this episode, I'll discover with you what resilience is and what it's not. We'll discuss why developing a resilient mindset is so crucial for our personal and professional growth and well-being. And I'll provide you, as always, with some practical tips and strategies for building your resilience and overcoming obstacles. So join me as we dive right into this important topic on the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast. I'd like you to be the best in everything that you do with many superpowers at your disposal so that they become your ordinary everyday practices and behaviours both personally and professionally. Now let me give you a little bit of background and why developing a resilient mindset is such an important topic for me to share with you today. Now growing up I watched endless superhero based programs, TV shows, movies. I always wanted to have a superpower myself. I was obsessed with old school Superman, Supergirl, watching the old Batman TV series with my dad growing up and I always thought how cool would that be if we had some of these superpower strengths as I've got older and realised that we all have these powers within us. We might not have the opportunity for X-ray vision or be able to fly, but there's certainly things that we have within us that are, are our everyday strengths. And that's what I want us to think about. So, you know, what if I told you we actually all have those superpowers within us already and you can access them at any time? And this is where I consider resilience to be an ordinary everyday superpower. Now, that might sound like a, an oxymoron, is that the phrase? An ordinary, everyday superpower. But it's something that we all possess and we demonstrate it probably more than we realise. And I want us to think that we don't necessarily need to dig so deep to pull out our resilience in the tough times. We can have that resilience in order to help us deal with the everyday stuff, the small stuff and the life-changing events that are often universal, inevitable, insurmountable. More than ever, I think today, we need to have a resilient mindset, accompanied with being engaged in what we do. And this is where we can all learn to be strong and to be resilient, so that it can be your ordinary, everyday superpower supporting you from the shadows. Now, let me begin by sharing with you that my viewpoint is that resilience has become a little bit of a pandemic buzzword. But resilience is still vitally important. It's crucial. It's something that we absolutely need every single day. Now, it is a trainable, augmentable skill, and anyone can acquire it with practice. There's examples that you'll have in your everyday already that are examples of resiliency. So think about the things that you might already do for yourself to be at your best. You might be creating healthy boundaries to manage the effects of stress, for example, you know, being able to say no. Maybe you're increasing how much sleep that you get, so how much rest. Maybe you're limiting your alcohol intake or you're taking up exercise. Maybe you have developed a firm sense of humour in order to get through the everyday or the tougher times. Maybe it's in adapting a positive attitude and outlook. 
Maybe an example of resiliency for you is having that great social support structure in place, you know, your friends and your family around you, or looking at past fears and facing them head on, focusing perhaps maybe on your personal and your professional goals and ultimately holding true to your values. So think for you right now, what are some of the things that you have as your everyday strengths that helps you be resilient? And then we'll get into the definitions of what it is and what it's not. Stay tuned. If we Google the word resilience, there will be an abundance of results. If we look up the definition of resilience in the Oxford English Dictionary or any dictionary of your choice, we'll have all of the classic textbook definitions. But I'd like us to think about what resilience means to you in the everyday. So resilience is many, many things. It is the ability to bounce back from adversity and then bounce forward. It's the opportunity to recover from any sense of setback and also to adapt to change. There's quite a lot if we look at definitions of resilience around how we adapt. Now, it's not about being invincible. We use the, the phrase about having an everyday, ordinary superpower in a playful sense. We are not invincible. We don't have superhuman strengths. But rather, it's about being able to manage the everyday stresses, the small to the real big stuff, and handle those difficult situations effectively. In today's fast-paced world, developing a resilient mindset is more important than ever. We all face challenges, setbacks, unexpected events in both our personal and our professional lives. And learning to cope with these challenges can be the difference between what progress looks like, what success might look like, what opportunity might look like, or the opposite when we have a stall or we have a hurdle or a sense of failure. Now, we are going to explore what resilience is and what it's not. And this is where it gets really interesting when we think about the definitions, because resilience for me brings around a connotation that we need to be soldiering through on stuff. And it's not about how much suffering you can take or the pain that you can endure. It's not about how much work that you can be overloaded with. Think about it from a work context. It's not about pushing or powering through or soldiering on. And it's not like a trampoline. It's not when you're up one minute and down the next. Resilience is many things. It allows you to maintain balance under pressure. You already have it within you and you can develop it further. It is many things. It is that bounce back ability. It is our capacity to cope. It is our response to adversity. It's that ability to recharge, the ability to recover. Now, if we think for us in our everyday there's many things, isn't there? We have such a fast-paced workplace culture and that can result in people working really hard, meeting tight deadlines, managing an abundance of workload, managing work relationships, being constantly connected, then managing what goes on in our houses, our homes, our social, our personal lives, looking after our emotional well-being. And this is where I would want each and every one of us to think about all of the challenges, all of the hurdles, all of the things that you've had to deal with, manage, overcome, insert description of choice to get you to where you are today. Now, every day is not guaranteed. Now, this might sound a bit drastic and a bit dim and gloom, and it's not guaranteed, but every day is an opportunity to consider a new start. Think about the strengths that you have, the things that you have as your tools, your resources at your disposal in order to deal with the everyday stresses 
for the small and the big stuff that we have going on. And that might be a workplace change. There might be things going on in your personal life. We can be dealing with real stresses, bereavement, for example. We could be dealing with marriage breakups. We could be dealing with house moves. We could be dealing with redundancy. We could be dealing with moving to different departments we can be dealing with the stresses of having to juggle multiple tasks family school runs the list is endless and this is where I want us to get into that practice of thinking here's all the things that I'm able to manage sometimes you might find these things impossible but let's reframe that word of impossible to I'm possible think about that for just a second and what the things are that you are already doing that demonstrates you have resilience at your core that demonstrates you can get through things whatever that might look like for you so let's dive into some key topics around resilience some questions for you to ask of yourself from a self-coaching perspective or for you to ask others especially when maybe the chips are down and the workplace uh, workplace stresses are overloading Think about what that would look like for you. And ultimately, as I always say, how can you help yourself and others make change and move forward? That's what it's all about. Let's dive in. Now is the time to grab your pen and your notepad. And I'd like us to get into the space of engaging our brain and our mindset together with these three questions that I'd like you to consider that I'm going to pose to you to have a think of what's your gut response reaction so number one when you are at your best that's like what what's that like for you question number two what is it in life and or work that you really really want really dig deep on that can be the small stuff the big stuff anything at all and then question number three what stopped you from getting that thing that you would like to have so far Note those down for yourself just for a moment. So let me go through question one again. When you're at your best, that's like what? Let me give you my example. And I share this all the time in various different methods and practices because it's so important that we think about what that might look like for you. So when I'm at my best, I am like a steam train. I am full steam ahead. I am plowing through things almost with hyper focus. I'm full of energy. I'm able to think about the destination that I'd like to get to. So that might be a goal or um, an outcome or an objective. And I am plowing toward that. I am taking pit stops along the way. Some people are getting off the journey, sometimes for good or bad reason. And then sometimes there's more people embarking on that journey with me. You might stop, you might change direction. Ultimately, I'm moving forward all of the time. But in order to be that way when I'm at my best, I need to be recharged. I need to be refueled. So some of those earlier examples of resiliency that I shared for you, some might be relevant for you. For example, I know what I'm like when I'm not at my best. And when I'm not at my best, I would probably describe myself as a grumpy little pigeon. (laughs) So think about the way a pigeon walks, okay? That's me and I'm a bit stressed and a bit edgy. But that's because I am not refueled, I'm not recharged. So typically when I'm not at my best, I'm probably irritable, grumpy because I'm not well rested. Maybe I'm taking on too much because I'm not saying no to things. I'm not being purposeful or intentional in what it is that I'm doing. Perhaps I'm not organised either is definitely when I'm not at my best. But when I am at my best, I am moving forward. 
Now, what is it in life and or work that you might really, really want and dig deep on that? For me, there's lots of things. There's lots of things I would like to have for me individually from a family perspective. There's lots of things professionally that I would like to tick off that professional bucket list, for example. And there's many things that are super personal that, you know, you have as maybe some personal life ambitions, for example. Sometimes when we think about the things that it is that we really, really want, some of it we've already managed to achieve and we've managed to achieve it through grit, through determination, through hard work, through effort, through progress, through having resource, social support, asking for help, not being afraid to, all of these things. And then that third question, well, what is the thing that you want and what stopped you from getting it so far? I can tell you that there's many things that I'd love to have that I've not yet achieved and being really intentional here on my use of the word yet. And that's because things can creep in. So self-doubt, I might then feel overwhelmed or frustrated or defeated or deflated if things aren't happening quick enough or to the success that I'd like. I might then become deflated or stressed or anxious, or you might even catastrophize things in your own mind. Might then feel a little bit insecure, that imposter syndrome kicks in, and then you might give up. And that's when that steam train that I mentioned goes right off the track. And we're probably not feeling at our best. And then we're probably not feeling resilient and that we can recover from these setbacks. But if we look at it with a slightly different lens, these might just be temporary setbacks. Sometimes these things that aren't temporary are maybe an opportunity for us to pause and reconsider what we might do differently because there's a caveat to resilience. Resilience isn't about plowing on regardless or starting to do things to get to that big goal, that big ambition that might cause detriment elsewhere. We always ask you to think about an ecology check, for example. Is this thing that you'd like to do or have happen? Are you working on it with the best interests at heart of you and the people that are important to you in your life that are around you? So it might be one thing to uh, go for the ambition that you'd like, for example, but are you doing it mindfully? Are you doing it with the right intention? Are you doing it with the right resources? Or are you doing it to the point you become overloaded, stressed and burdened? Or maybe you take too much of a financial risk on things. Where do we need to perhaps draw the line on some stuff? So resilience isn't about plowing through regardless. Sometimes there's flags for us to say, now's the time to pause here or stop. So think for yourself the answer to those three questions when you're at your best, that's like what? What is it in life and or work that you really, really want? And then what stopped you from getting it so far? The answers to those questions might help us define a path forward. It might help us define a progress point, an action point perhaps. It might help us define what our goal is and what it is that we truly like to achieve it might even allow us to reflect and consider what we've already achieved and being really grateful for that and where we are at today. So in the next part, we're going to discuss eight resilience superpowers or your resilience reserves, as I like to call them, and give you some coaching questions to consider at the same time, which might help answer or put forward an action plan to achieve whatever it is that you'd like to have in your life or work that you'll have answered to that second question a moment ago. And these are the things that helps us recognise what we need as our internal resource 
in order to make that change and move forward. Think about that saying when we travel on an airplane and our um, our hosts on the plane will say to us, in a risk of an emergency, you know, this, the oxygen mask will come down, put your mask on before helping others. The exact same principle applies here. So let's have a little listen in to what are the eight highlighted resilience superpowers or reserves. Prior to the pandemic, I had been booked to speak at some of the local CIPD conferences and the topic I would have been sharing in person in March of 2020 would have been the topic on resilience. Obviously, that stopped in terms of delivering that in person, but I got the opportunity to deliver a series of resilience webinar workshops to the population online, the population that were part of the CIPD, particularly in the Northeast and the Tees Valley region of the UK. What was really powerful about that is it helped me recognise that there's so much in terms of what we need in order to be resilient. So I went down a resilience rabbit hole, if you like, of doing tons of research on what makes people resilient. What are the things? What are the key components? What are the dimensions, the facets, however you want to describe it? And during that time, because we had a little bit of extra time, we weren't working as much, I took the opportunity to develop three card decks, coaching card decks, many of you that are already in the world of DNA coach will know that I have created three coaching card decks. One of them is the Resilient Mindset card deck, of which there are 20 resilience topics and four coaching cards for each, so a card deck of 80 in total. Now, what I've done for you today is we've stripped this down into eight of the key dimensions or facets of resilience that will be useful for you to do an internal reflection on into how these things can show up in your everyday, how you can utilise these eight resilience superpowers or resilience reserves in order to be at your best. So think about that earlier question. When you're at your best, that's like what? You heard me say that I've got that hyper focus, I'm organised. And two of those actually form part of the resilience reserves or the resilience superpowers. So let me share them with you. So there's eight topics in total that I'd like to share. They are around our focus, our drive, our grit, organisation, awareness, confidence, connection and self-belief. So that focus is about being intentional. Drive, so how you make progress. Grit is your determination. Organisation is about effective planning. Awareness is of yourself and others. Confidence, being secure in yourself. Connection, how you make those meaningful relationships and self-belief is having that trust in yourself. Now, let me give you a slightly wider definition for each, accompanied with some coaching questions for you to consider. Now, if you're lucky enough to be a subscriber to the podcast, then wonderful. You are going to receive a mini card deck as an accompaniment to today's episode. So the eight topics that I'm sharing with you will have the coaching questions I'm about to share, plus a few more for you to self-coach or coach others. For those of you that aren't already subscribed, then now is the opportunity to head over to dnacoach.co.uk forward slash podcast, sign up to the podcast subscription, and we will send you a copy of today's accompanying toolkit, which is a mini card deck for you to use as a resource form for yourself from a self-coaching perspective or to coach others. So let's go in to these lovely resilience superpowers. So first of all, we have focus. This is about you being intentional, intentional on what you focus on 
with laser precision and attention. This is about being able to adjust the lens when clarity is required, being able to choose carefully when to say yes and when to say no. Now, when we are focused, our energy is channeled in one direction, magnifying our efforts. So think about what that direction is for you. Where is it that you're wanting to head to and how are you focusing on that? So some coaching questions I'd ask you to consider. What will you intentionally focus on today? What are you currently focusing on where you might require to readjust the lens? And you can look at that from a couple of viewpoints. Think about what you're focusing on today. Is there something that you need to just adjust that lens to get a little bit more clarity perhaps? Or or maybe invite you to reflect on, is this still the thing that I should be focusing on? And then the third question, what or where are you wasting your focus? So think about what are you focusing on now and where are you focusing your attention? Is that a helpful place? Or are we maybe, like I mentioned a moment ago, going down a rabbit hole and focusing on the wrong things? What might that look like for you? Then we have drive. Drive is that personal drive where it turns ideas into action and action into results. This is the thing that keeps you going when the going gets tough, to coin a Billy Ocean song. It's the fuel to pursue and the progress that you make to achieve your goals. It's that great combination or that desire and that energy that you have that's directed to what you set your heart and mind to. So some questions for you to consider. What are some of the challenges that you are embracing or avoiding? How are you solving your problems and generating solutions? What is it that you truly desire? What is it that you're wanting to focus your attention on? Next one is about grit. Grit can be likened to determination and it's a positive emotional feeling that involves persevering toward perhaps maybe a difficult goal despite those obstacles or setbacks. Having that courage and conscientiousness that can help us as well further develop what we're doing. So think about what you're following through on to be that completer finisher in your life or your work. So what or who are you dedicating yourself to? What or who are you passionate about? And what are you persevering with? And is it still relevant? Of course, think about that for you. Then we have organisation, something I need to practice consistently in order to feel fulfilled and feel at my best. So being organised is one of the most effective skills to achieving success and noticing your success and failure trigger points can be really helpful. So maybe it's an opportunity for you to think about doing things in bite-sized chunks whilst milestoning your progress. When we are organised, we can think more clearly. We're probably more in tune with what our targets are, how to reach them. We might have systems in place that will help us make that change and move forward with regular planning to ensure that we keep our priorities at the forefront. So I'll ask you a few questions for you to think about. How organised are you? Or how disorganised are you? And how is that helping or blocking your progress? What's currently on your to-do list or your priority list? What maybe remains incomplete or undone? And why is that? Is again, there an opportunity here for us to reassess what we're doing, what we have on our to-do list? Are we putting things to the bottom of our to-do list because we don't want to deal with it? (laughs) Or are there things that are maybe taking up too much space? And again, thinking about some of the things that we might want to say no to. Then we have awareness. This is an opportunity for us to increase our emotional intelligence. So self-awareness is a critical tool to help you reach higher levels of satisfaction. Maybe be better, improve relationships, manage your emotions better. 
also thinking about how that positively correlates with higher levels of overall happiness. So being self-aware can help you align your current life with your passions, but also recognizing that awareness of, of who you have around you. And again, what is it that you're doing and what might be the impact to others around you? So I'd ask you to think for you, what do you know about yourself? What is true for you? What are you good at? What are you not so good at? What do other people know about you as well? And what do they know about your purpose? Why is it you do what you do? And what's your message to yourself and to the wider world? Then we have confidence. Confidence is linked to having self-belief, which we'll come to in a moment. It's that courage to know yourself, believe in yourself and act on your beliefs. Now, confidence, I truly believe, can be situational. So therefore, it's not a fixed attribute. It can certainly be developed. So as an example, you might feel confident speaking in small groups, but less confident speaking with a larger audience. Therefore, the situation or the context might bring about more confidence than in others. So think about the outcome. What is the outcome of the thoughts that we think and the action that we take? Now, practice doesn't make perfect, but it does make consistent. Think about that progress point. So some questions around confidence. Ask yourself, where are you most confident? Where is that space? Where is that environment? What is it about that space, that environment that aids you in your confidence? And in those moments when you recognise confidence, what are you doing? What are you seeing? What are you hearing when you're confident? Think about every single piece of information that's spinning around you. Who else might notice this confidence? And in those moments, what's achieved? And when the moments arise that you recognise you're not confident, where is this? Why and when? And what can you do to move that forward? Number seven on the list is connection. So ensuring that we have meaningful connections and supportive relationships in our lives is so important. One of our primary drivers is to connect and belong. It's super important to make those human connections, to have those interactions with the people around us that we know, we like, we love. Making genuine connections with people that you're happy to invest your time in and vice versa. Collaborate with people that make you feel good, both in business and in life. So some questions on connection. How do you connect with yourself and others? What are you doing in those moments? How are you meaningfully connecting? And perhaps asking yourself, who are you spending time with that you shouldn't be? Is there someone that is a time drainer or an energy drainer, perhaps? And I'm not saying let's, you know, cross people off our Christmas card list. But where do we maybe want to consider who we're spending time with and how we're getting the best from that investment? And then lastly, self-belief. Self-belief linked to having confidence is about that trust in your own skin, your own abilities, your own judgment. It's the feeling that you have inside that you're capable of anything fueled with being empowered and being strong. You can see opportunities and you can see solutions. You can cope and you can move forward from setbacks. So I'll ask you, what do you believe about yourself? What are you great at? How do you demonstrate this? And again, perhaps at that reflection, what are you not so great at? And what are you doing to develop and improve upon that? Think about those elements for you today. These are all elements that can really, truly help us build that resilience so that in the times when our to-do list is overflowing or we're feeling overburdened with life and work commitments, what can we do by answering some of these questions just to gain some clarity, some separation 
some recognition of the things that we might want to organise to be a little bit better? What would that look like for you? I'd like to share with you, just as a final point or a final thought, or it might not be the final thought, there might be something that comes afterwards, but let me share with you um, some thoughts I had earlier today. So today is Sunday, I'm recording this on Sunday um, for a Monday release, and I woke up today really well rested after a lovely weekend so far, and feeling quite proud of myself for two key things that some people might find really straightforward. So for those that do know me, and for those that don't, you're going to learn something about me today. Now, for those that know me, probably would agree that I've never been a person that's interested in fitness. And I am that person that would say, you know, if you ever see me running, know for sure that I'm being chased. <laughs> now, that and the fact that I can also be quite unorganised, more so in a personal life setting at work, I'm very organised and very disciplined. But quite often, I can be a little bit haphazard with my personal and my life organisation. So things being maybe a little bit messy, not being in the right place. I often would describe myself as being unorganised and sometimes the house can be quite chaotic. But two of the best things that I did last year in order to help me be at my best and build upon my resilience were to actually pay attention to my body and I decided to get fit. The mindset improvements, let alone the fitness improvements for me, have been absolutely incredible. And the second thing that I did is I got organised at home. I enlisted the help, and I'm not afraid to ask for help, of a professional decluttering team who helped me rip apart my entire house. And I mean rip that apart. Top to bottom, every single inch of my home, drawers, cupboards, wardrobes, every single element ripped apart, sorted, organised, things that went to the charity shop, things that went to the tip. The amount of junk that I got rid of that I was holding on to was absolutely unreal. Everything now in my home has its place. Everything is labelled. I've got systems in place to help me be organised at home. I can't tell you how massive of a mindset shift this has been for me in order to help fuel and build upon my everyday resilience. Now I've moved house location in my entire life a silly amount of times since 2015 so for me the house was still very chaotic just things that were slung into cupboards thrown into a wardrobe and you know shut the door and hope for the best that I would find that I, I couldn't figure out where anything was. And this was the, then fueling those things when I'm not at my best, didn't know where anything was, being unorganised. I often felt um, because of the type of work I do, I'm not often mobile. So feeling low energy, general aches and pains, tiredness, that point where I would stand up from a chair and I would be, oh, my back, all oh, these pains. And maybe a wee swear word would slip in there as well. All of these things were fueling my overwhelm, my frustration, that disorganisation. And I feel that I needed that time and that push to change. Now, the improvements in me getting fitter and more organised have given me so much more energy. I no longer feel overwhelmed. I'm proud to be fitter and tidier. I genuinely feel great. Now, my final thought is that it is absolutely okay to ask for and enlist help. Sometimes we just can't do everything by ourselves and these small changes, the small decisions, the small steps that we take can be a fantastic movement toward a change for the better. And that can be useful in terms of building upon our own resilience as well. 
What I would say in addition to the things that we've mentioned already is that sometimes there can be an element of toxicity around resilience, maybe a dark side. There's a great article uh, in Harvard Business Review from 2017 that talks about the dark side of resilience and how they've defined resilience as that psychological capacity to adapt to stressful circumstances and bounce back. It's often recognised as that, you know, high sought after personality trait. And they discussed something that really made me recognise a bit of a shift uh, in an article where they'd interviewed Sheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant uh, on their recent book, which is called Option B, about um, building resilience, finding joy. And what they described is they think of resilience as a sort of muscle that contracts during the good times and expands during the bad times. And this is what I want us to think about. The dark side of resilience is when we sometimes in our own mindset place too much pressure on ourselves or we've got too much persistence toward things that don't have successful outcomes or we have too much tolerance for things. We just become accepting of that's the way things are. If you feel like these dark side elements or those toxicity elements of resilience are true for you, What can we do to shift this? Where can we take that opportunity to pause and think, hang on, something's not sitting well here. What can I do differently in order to help me be at my best? So those questions that I asked you to consider earlier have so much relevance and so much power. Now, there is, I said, a final part, but there are some additional questions that I'd like you to consider, especially if you're in that space right now where times are feeling tough in terms of workplace and life stress factors. So a couple of extra questions for you to consider. When you are faced with a challenge, ask yourself, what will I do now and what will I do next? How will I choose to respond What are some of the general changes or adaptations that I can make in order to be better placed to deal with this situation right now? Maybe to cope with the pressure or that stressful situation. Always ask, what am I doing today that's looking after my physical, my emotional and my mental health and well-being? Ultimately, how are you taking better care of yourself? How are you managing your personal energy? How are you role modelling those healthy working practices that enable enable and encourage people to be and do their best? That includes you first and foremost. Think about you. You are absolutely vital in your world. Everyone that you work with, that you know, that you love, needs you to be at your best. And we can only do that by sometimes taking the opportunity to reflect, take stock and perhaps say no to some things. Or, like I did last year, make some small changes that's had huge benefits in building my own everyday resilience of being focused, being energised and absolutely being organised as well. Now, I do have a little treat for you. For those that are subscribers, you heard me mention earlier on that I will be sending you our eight coaching cards from the eight topics, the Resilience Reserves, Resilience Superpowers that I shared with you today. But I've also built a Resilience Reserves survey, a little bit of a quiz that you can do via our website. So head on over to dnacoach.co.uk forward slash reserves. So dnacoach.co.uk forward slash reserves. And that will guide you through a series of statements, questions for you to respond to with a simple yes or no. And what that will do at the end is ask you to fill in your details. And if you do, you can. And that will send you a resilience uh, toolkit. 
You don't have to fill in your details, but if you do want to have an additional toolkit, you'll get access to that. Um, but at the end, it will highlight for you the areas that you have scored lower on, so the answers that you've responded no to. So it'll highlight what are the areas for you to focus your attention on. So that will then help you utilize the coaching card deck that I've mentioned that for those of you who are subscribers can use. So for example, I did the reserve survey just a couple of weeks ago. And again, it highlighted that even though I'm better organized, organization is the thing because I answered a, a, a no because sometimes I'm organized still and sometimes I'm not. So this is a thing that I pay conscious attention to, that I put effort in in order to make progress and move forward. So organization is the thing for me. So then I dug out the organization card from my coaching card deck and I guided myself through the questions and that ultimately helped me formulate a plan even for now how I'm becoming more organized, even as simple as the publication of these podcast episodes. You'll notice last year there was a big gap. And that big gap is when I was feeling overwhelmed and frustrated. I then took the opportunity to make those changes that I mentioned earlier. And then I did my own survey a couple of weeks ago and I've made some adjustments to what I'm doing in terms of balancing my time, being intentional on what I focus on, being intentional on what I say yes and no to, being organized in terms of my health, my routine for fitness and for rest. All of this helping me to be resilient. So head on over to dnacoach.co.uk forward slash reserves, fill in that survey. It will highlight the topics that you might want to focus on for yourself. And then you can utilize the coaching cards that accompany those sections. I do hope you find that useful. Now, as always, I will be looking forward to sharing some more exciting topics with you next week. Next week's topic is all around the principle of psychological safety, one of my favorite topics to be uh, sharing with absolutely anyone. So if you are in an organization where you want to build a culture of psychological safety based on the foundations of trust, connection and belonging, inclusion, of course, then we will be talking about that in next week's episode. And what I'd also like you to consider is, would you like to come and see me in person, live in the flesh, along with some special guests? I have advertised the Coaches and Leaders Assemble Conference, which will be coming to a location near you in June this year. So we'll be visiting Glasgow, then Newcastle, then Manchester, and then Birmingham during June to share one day of all things coaching, leadership, people and culture with some fantastic sponsors and special guest masterclasses on the day as well. So if you're interested in that, head on over to dnacoach.co.uk forward slash assemble to get onto the um, uh, messaging list, the wait list for information as it's released. The tickets will be going on sale within the next one to two weeks. So watch out for that. That will be coming your way soon. So as always, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to like, download, share, tell a friend. And please do let me know if there is anything that you've maybe had as your own powerful reflections or learnings from listening to these podcasts. You can get in touch with me directly via my uh, email address, hello at dnacoach.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you but that's all from me for now listen in next week for that psychological safety episode and have a fantastic start to your working week whatever you're doing take care and bye-bye for now